Sarayim Tov, we continue in the Sefer Bayam Darkecha. We're on page Reish Nun Dalit. And the balance balance of this chapter, and really the whole theme of this chapter in Perak Hay, that we're now up again in page Reish Nun Dalit, is the idea of the threes. Friday night, Shabbos day, Shabbos afternoon. And we've been talking about different levels that come. And we've described it one way, and now we're going to keep describing it section after section, explaining new ways that it's articulated, and that'll give us a broader understanding of the topic. And I guess it will have itself a self-contained review, but it's looking always at a different um, plane, so to speak, but the th- ideas of the three keep coming over and over and over. No need to repeat it because he's going to repeat it for us. So section base is called Yehuda Ilah, the higher unity, Yehuda Tata, lower unity, and then Etzem, essential unity. So what does that mean? So again, he says, the author says, Friday night, the Avoda is the level of Yehuda Tata, lower level of unity. What is Yehuda Tata mean? Yehuda Tata, its concept is to see the unity of Hashem within the creatures, to see how God directs everything. He gives light to everything. He gives existence to everything. The creation doesn't exist alone, and they have no independent reality, but it's the light of Hashem that gives it existence the entire time. Again, another mush will be like electricity. Electricity is going through uh, a machine, and the machine is existing because the electricity is going through it, and as soon as the electricity stops, the machine stops. So therefore, In a deeper way of looking at the world, we see the entire world is just God's life force and there's nothing that they have besides Hashem and the entire creation screams out, Hashem Echad Ushmo Echad. And the whole world is yearning to be just with Hashem because Hashem is everything. Okay, second level, Shabbos morning, the service is Yehuda Elah. It's supernal unity. What is Yehuda Eloi, higher level unity? To see there is nothing at all aside from Hashem and His light. And how everything is totally bottle and rests and melts away before Hashem's reality. Why? Because when a person, when the, the clarity illuminates the person so much about the greatness of the reality of Hashem, and Hashem's infinite light is so powerful, the person feels that there's nothing else but that in the world because the world is is nothing compared to the reality of Hashem. And therefore, the person comes to this state where he feels he's totally nullified, he's totally incorporated within the infinite light, which is everything, and that's that idea of feeling menucha and onek, tranquility, because there's nothing for me to do. Hashem is everything, and I don't really exist. 
on any level. Ravada Rava, the third level of Shabbos afternoon, this is what we call is the revelation of the Etzem Elokus, the essential godliness, which is the highest level of all, which incorporates the two levels below of Yehuda Tata and Yehuda Ilah. And here is where he explains that Yehuda Tata and Ilah, each one on their own, although it has a, uh, a virtue, it also has a deficiency. And only with the third level are both of them combined. So he explains. Yehuda Ilah has a virtue that the reality of Hashem is clear, very clear. But that causes a nullification of any creation in relation to that. Because when we're when we're on the way of looking from our world, we seem to say they are independent creatures. And we don't see it all as Hashem. But now, when we're on that other, remember, on the other side of the prism, when you get to the Yehuda Ilah, the whole creation is nullified. And there's nothing there at all. So although we have a much clearer understanding of Hashem, but therefore we have nullified ourselves out of the picture. And it comes out that what we apparently see superficial is contradicted by that reality. And that becomes the deficiency on this level because it's not able to explain our lowly existence and we just grab onto the higher existence. If we're seeing everything is Hashem, there's nothing but Hashem, I, but I'm seeing myself. No, that's just a figment of your imagination. It's really nothing. Okay, so that, that's a hard thing to swallow. In other words, we got a very lofty and correct understanding of Hashem. But to that degree of the correct understanding of Hashem, what does it leave us with us? It, well, it looks like I exist, but you're telling me I don't, so I'll accept that I don't exist. So that's challenging. Okay, let's look on the other side. Let's look at Yehuda Tato, the lower unity. Doesn't have that deficiency of our non-existence. Because even though we believe that Hashem is in charge of everything, but everything's explained very well, it says all of our creation is coming from Hashem. So I'm here, but Hashem is energizing all of me, and certainly I owe that all to Hashem, but I have a sense of self. But what's the deficiency of Yehuda Tata? Is that when we recognize the unity of Hashem, it's not complete, because there appears to be some existence of creation, and only through the existence of creation do we see the Yad of Hashem. So we're not good on that end either. In other words, I'm here, and because I'm here, and I realize Hashem is putting, giving me and pumping in existence to me, okay, but we're limiting the understanding of Hashem. So here's the problem. You know, you can't have it both ways. <laughs> you can't have it that Hashem is absolutely everything and there's nothing else but Hashem, and yet we have what to say. That's the problem. It's, it seems to be either or. So Friday night, we're here. We do have some existence. And Hashem, but we agree, Hashem pumps it all in. But we're missing on the true understanding of Hashem. When it's Shabbos Day, we get the true understanding of Hashem. But then we don't understand what are we here for. 
So now the shlemus, the perfection, is what is called madregas etzem, the level, the essential level, which is it's so clear the light of Hashem is everything and there's nothing else but Hashem. <clears throat> As we say in our davening, atu you were here before the world was created. You were here when the world was created. And the created world, with all its details, is still not a contradiction to the true reality of Hashem. And it shouldn't even be a contradiction to our cognitive, limited understanding of reality. Why? Because since it's so clear that everything is only the infinite light of God, here's the point. We don't need to nullify the existence of the creatures, but in the existence of the creatures itself, we see the infinite light. And we see how the creatures themselves are only a version of the revelation of the infinite light because everything is Hashem. So therefore, even the creatures are not a contradiction, but they are a miniature version of the revelation of Hashem. To such an extent that all of a creation is just a tool and a way to reveal the light of Hashem. And therefore, the reality of the creation is not a contradiction to the unity, but rather it enhances the unity. And we're going to say that the power of Hashem is so great that it can create something that appears to be different than God, but really its root is completely Hashem. Hashem just conceals himself in a way that it appears that the thing is a separate thing. But it that's an, but it's developing that unity further. And this level has two virtues, as he says on page Resh Nun Vav. On the one hand, there's the clarity of the unity. It's very clear. And on the other hand, there's no need to be mavatal the creation, but the reality of the creation itself is a part of the infinite revelation. And that is called etzem, essential, where the creation is not seen as something separated from Hashem, that Hashem is putting life into it. It's not uh, 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 separated, but it's all a revelation of Hashem. And that's the etzem, that's the essence of all creation. And because uh, Hashem is the essence of all creation, there's nothing else. And this is the level of Rava the Rava. This is the level of Shalashudas. After Friday night, where we have penetrated into our hearts the unity of Hashem in the world, we totally look at this world and say Hashem is every bit of the energy source and brings life into everything in the world. He, he can, runs the world. He gives life. It's all there. And if he'd pull out, it would be nothing there. But we still feel we're something. In the morning, we go higher and we reach the level to understand and feel to the very ends of the truth of Hashem. And we feel there's absolutely nothing but Hashem at all. And all it is is the infinite light to such a point that we feel how the creation is totally nullified because of this great deep understanding. And now we go to even the highest level that even within the world and we see only the infinite light 
But not that that infinite light just gives life to everything here, but everything is part of the infinite light and reveals the infinite light in different ways depending on how much light is being presented. So now there's no contradiction between the truth of the unity and between the apparent existence to our eyes. But within the physicality that we see, we understand all it is is a revelation of divinity. That's all it is. And that's all I see. But it's a, And I am that revelation of divinity. That's a part of Hashem that is in me. And that is I am one and one together with the light. And that's the perfect level that we're looking for. Now, of course, Lemaise in actuality, okay, we, we see that the creation is not God. Okay, and we're not allowed to attribute to a created being a godly power because of the tzimtzum and the concealment that we are in. And that lets us feel that we have a lower level of existence. And therefore, we grasp things as a separate entity. And therefore, in actuality, that's how we have to live our lives. We have to do things. But in the deeper understanding, when we get to a higher level and to understand the total higher yichud of Hashem, and the goal is to strengthen us with this emuna of the lower yichud as well, that Hashem does everything, and everyone therefore has to do his mitzvahs. See, otherwise you can say, why should I bother doing mitzvahs? If Hashem is everything, there's no need to do anything. But no, we have to put the two together. And the moment a person understands this in the depth that everything is only light of Hashem, and it strengthens our moon that everything's from Hashem, we have to listen to his voice humbly, and with that understanding that we are all only shlichim to Hashem and we don't have no power to make it better or worse in terms of Hashem. See, in other words, the point of the mitzvah is really just to reveal the absolute light of HaKadosh Baruch And although it's all there, but our job is just revealing it. So we have the free will choice to let that supernal light show itself through us. And that is this happy, we'll call it uh, medium or whatever you want to call it. And this is really the greatest philosophical challenge for us. But to, to deal with both sides of the coin and to realize that beetle be'etzim, there's essential beetle, which is essential unity, and there's no difference between me and Hashem. That's it. It's all there. The only difference is how much light Hashem is allowing us to see. That's all. But we are part of that light. And to happily accept that and part of that light and how much of that light we are revealing. But we're nothing more than that light and don't want to take any credit for anything of that light. Now that is the first way of explaining this. So now with this, he starts explaining other Kabbalistic ideas that you hear about and um, which become more understandable. And that's what he gets into section Gimel, 
where there are terms he's going to explain uh, in terms of so and therefore the difference of these levels he says they're well-known differences when it comes to the infinite light in creation he says there's a light that's called mimale kol almin a light that fills all the worlds and what is that that's the divine light that penetrates into creation to keep it alive and this is going to be parallel to the Yehuda Tata, to the lower level of light. It is the infinite light that enters and is enclosed and revealed according to creatures' con- concept conception. And that's the light of Friday night. That's the light that's inside, that provides all the life. The higher illumination which is for the day of Shabbos, it's called Sovavim Kolalmin, literally means surrounding the worlds. And that's the infinite light, as it were, this is an allegory now, that surrounds creation but doesn't enter it. And in the brackets he says, this word Sovav, surround, is a borrowed term. Because of course the infinite light, we have no physical grasp of it. It's totally non-physical, so we can't use terms of surrounds because when you're surrounding something that means there's something and I'm surrounding it something has a reality besides Hashem one thing surrounding another and we know that can't be if the light of Hashem is everything it's a pure simplistic reality you can't say it's surrounding because the world really isn't anything in relation to the infinite light so it's a borrowed term but the intent of the mushal is to tell us that this light doesn't penetrate concepts that we can understand. It's around us. It's beyond our conceptualization. And the way we understand things, it's beyond how we can understand things. And it illuminates things in a way that's outside of the creation model as it was from the, pro, the, um, from the perception of the created beings. This is surrounding. It's around it. It's a much deeper reality. So that's why we call it the surrounding light. The surrounding light is just a a buzzword for the total reality. There's nothing but Hashem. There's only but Hashem. It's a light that's beyond what we can comprehend. And therefore, even though it says the surrounding light, it means that there's nothing within that which it surrounds. And the highest level when we come to Rava to Rava, again, it's called Etzem Elokus. It's, it's all Hashem. And anything there just isn't there. But it's a fulfillment of the light. And therefore, it's not considered that the world and the light are two things. But that the light of Hashem is the essence of all reality. It's nothing else. And it's just different versions of the revelation of the light. Again, keeps coming over and over. The third level is, we are the light. We are the light. And by being the light, Hashem decides how much light comes out through us. And we also decide how much light comes out through us because Hashem gave us that ability. In section Dalit, he uses another trilogy. It's lots of trilogies he's using. And now he uses two, ter- three terms. It's Ani, I, Ayin, Ayin means nothing. It's the same letters as I need, but just shifted around. 
And then we have Ani Va'ayin Yachtov, me and nothing together. Same idea. Ani is the level of Friday night where the creature feels he has some reality, but he still feels in a proper way that he understands humbly that there is light from Hashem that has him live. So he understands the lights coming from that. But still, I have a reality. And beyond that, in the morning, it's the level of ayin, nothing, where the creature feels as a total nothing because of all the light that is being revealed. Okay, and above that, Rava de Rava is ani va'ayin kechada. Me and that feeling of nothingness are one thing. On the one hand, you feel you're a total nothing because the creatures have no realities of any independence. On the other hand, it's revealed the reality of the I, which is not bottle. Okay, it's also revealed. But that I is not contradicting the ayin because he doesn't feel I'm an I in relation to myself as something separated. But really, in terms of that, I feel like a total nothing. But the ani that I feel, it's not my I. The I and the something that I feel, it's the I and the nothingness from HaKadosh Baruch Hu where he feels the revelation of the light that reveals its way within us. So therefore, so it's it's a it's an ayin, which he calls an ayin gomor, a complete ayin, because there, but what it means is that there's nothing but Hashem, but that reveals that the ani that I see by the creatures, it's also not mine. But it's a way of revealing the yesh and the ani of a Kurdish Hu, where there's a yesh and the reality of Hashem that all come together. Okay, so now again in section hey, it gives us another triple. Keep going with the triples over and over to explain concepts, and uh, you'll see how all these like tie in. Every we're going to tie in Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. We're going to tie in all kinds of ways of seeing what kind of out of the Hashem we are. So there's all different ways. To, so whenever you see these terms, you understand exactly what level we're talking about. So let's take a look at the next one in Hay, which is called the three terms and how we're going to understand the, the fact our feelings of delight insofar as the light penetrating into a person. So he says there's three levels of the these three levels of the light of Shabbos are three levels of Oineg Shabbos, of delight in the Shabbos. What are you delighting with specifically with the Shabbos? So again, Friday night, the Oneg is called Oneg Hamurkav. It's a, a pleasure that is Murkav. It's a combination pleasure. And what's that level where the creature exists, but it's revealed within him the light of Hashem that gives him existence? where a person can sense the, the creator, but he also senses his own tools and according to his comprehension. And that's called Oneg Morkov, a compounded uh, delight where the light is concealed, the very highest concealed, 
and the person feels with his lower kalim, meaning his conscious level, and you're delighting in it. So it's a combination from the light that is able to be understood according to our ability. So that pleasure is a combination of sensing my reality and Hashem's reality together. So it's a pleasure of both of us. That's the pleasure. I'm having a pleasure knowing that Hashem is pumping it all into me. That is a combination pleasure. Higher than that is called the oneg pashut, the simplistic delight, because on Shabbos morning, the light is a simple light. We only see one thing. Pashut means one thing, which is not combined. Again, looking on the other side of the prism, where only see the white light. And there are no tools at all. There's no prism. There's no anything. And therefore, the feeling of delight is only in the feeling of the creator, but it doesn't um, come out in, in any colors. It doesn't come in within the reality of the created world. It's a simplistic pleasure of being totally out of this world, totally being in the true light completely, and there's only that, and you're delighting just in that light and not even within yourself because you've totally lost touch with yourself. But then we come to Rava the Rava, we go to the highest level where you have both of these levels and more. Because even though he can feel, because he has tools of a receiver, but it's not called a combination of two distinct entities. Because <coughs> he hasn't been made small by being a tool. But he remains as straight and simple as the light itself. Okay? Now, he's not as straight as simple as in the morning, okay? But he uses a term, he's called Ena Murgash. He doesn't feel, because this light is so high until he doesn't feel any Kalim and nothing else, and therefore he doesn't feel anything without any sensitivities, because that reality is so great he can't feel anything but still in all, his perfection is that even though that's the case, he has a feeling within that. And on this uh, on this level, he's saying there's no existence to the creature as its own entity. And therefore, the light goes into the Kli, doesn't cause it to be Murkov. It doesn't be a combination because it doesn't really cause, cause anything to change from the Kli's perspective and to get smaller but the light just comes in as if it's creating the kli and it's just part the kli is now part of the light before it was like a kli that light is pouring into it now it's like you know it almost would be like you imagine you have a, a glass that you blow you blow on a tube and you make a glass so if let's say you have a glass and you're pouring something into a glass. Okay, so there's a glass and you're pouring something in the glass. You have a glass of water. What's a glass of water? Morkov. It's a combination of the glass and the water. Now, what if you're going right into the ocean? There's no glass. There's just water. There's nothing but water. Now, what if the water, for example, as it's going, it's blowing and creating a glass with water going into it? 
So now you understand that that is all. Let's let's say we have a, a, a concept that water can go, and as the water is going and flowing, it creates the glass to contain the water. The property of the water is such that it just doesn't put water in something, and it's not like it's in the ocean where there's only water, but the water creates the tool to hold the water. Okay. And therefore, it is total um, um, adjunct of what the water is. Okay? And therefore, that's how the person exists as part of the water and part of the light. And that's why this is called, this is what we called, the third level is called Oneg Bilti Murgosh Hababa Murgosh. It's a delight that you can't feel that comes from feeling. Okay. The light is so great that, of course, you don't think that you're an independent reality, but you're part of the light that's being revealed. So he's not causing the light to be diminished. Where you, where you feel, It's diminished when you feel it within your own tools. But now that his essence is even higher than that, and he doesn't have limited tools... So therefore, they reveal the light exactly the way it is beyond recognition. And this is what we would call like a miraculous reality. That's, that's what really happens. People who live on that level are dealing outside of reality. And therefore, he's calling, again, you have the first one is a combination of delight, where I delight in Hashem, I delight in the water, I delight in a cleat that holds the water. They have only Pasha, where it's just the water, it's just Hashem, but I don't feel any of that. But I but I like what I'm seeing. And then Oneg Bilti Murgash, of Oneg without feeling, Hababim Murgash, that comes with feeling, whereas the feeling isn't my own generated feeling, it's the feeling that I'm part of what is being sent through. And I'm part of that pulsating, it, it's like, it's like, it's like, as opposed to the feeling of the water going into the container, it's the feeling of being the water that's creating the container. And that is a very, very high level. Okay, we're going to stop it here. I know this is getting a little bit um, uh, esoteric, and maybe we might skip a couple more of these examples and try to settle in on examples that are a little bit more uh, readily understood and not as repetitive. So I'll decide by tomorrow how we want to take it further. Okay. Shkoyach, everybody. Have a great day. Howard, are you back?